Oh shit. Welcome to What the Fuck, my weekly podcast by me, of course, Whitney, where I'll be delving into my own What the Fuck stories and life lessons and sharing them with you, motherfuckers, for a little bit of everyday relief, raw and unfiltered. Let's not fuck around. Let's get into it. Hey, what up, podcasters? How are we doing? Um, I'm sitting here with a glass of whiskey, so if I progressively start to get a little bit more louder throughout the episode, you know why. This week, I want to get into something that's very personal in my life. Remember back in the first, I think it was one in the first or second episode, I briefly touched on the fact that I used to be 200 kilos. Bit an American, because you know they're the only ones that still use the fucking weird other system. That's about 480 pounds. That's a lot of motherfucking weight. It's a lot of weight to carry around. And to add to that, if you hear this clink like that, that's me just putting my whiskey down. So, you know, give me a little break today. It's been a long day. So yeah, 200 kilos, 485 pounds or so. I used to weigh that. And I was really young. I was about 19 when I reached my max. So I'm going to be going really deep into this topic. And it's going to be a good one. It's very personal. I've actually very rarely talked about this, even to my own family and friends, because it's fucking traumatizing. Like you can imagine, right? Being 220, uh, 200 kilos, 480 pounds, like you and I saw. It's not just like your fat. There's a big difference between fat and like significantly, morbidly, big willy, Moby Dick style obese. There's a very big motherfucking difference between the two. And I was on the Moby Dick side of that. So when you think about that and being 19, my life was the shit that I had to think about, what I used to go through. It's fucking, it's out of control. So I'm going to go into a little bit about this now. First of all, everyone kind of assumes that when you're like that size like you know how you see that super size bitch fucking porn they even have a fucking acronym it's called SSBBW all you fucking little BBW porn addicts out there y'all don't even need to explain what that is because I know that you know what it is is super sized BBW that's what that shit means so this was me back when I was 19 right People assume that to get to that size, you've kind of, you've been abused or you've gone through some kind of childhood trauma that's triggered you. Like, you know, Oprah said, you know, I was sexually abused, so I ate so people wouldn't see me. I didn't, I didn't have any of that shit. I had a great childhood. I was never, I was, grew up in a really safe home, you know, your average middle class New Zealanders. I never had anything traumatic happen in my life. My family just fucking loved food. And I guess looking back, it was a culmination of, I remember sneaking food when I was really young because, and it's also my culture, like I'm Maori. For those who don't know, that's indigenous New Zealander. And us Polynesians, like 
we are like the Latinos. We are all about that food. And the Asians. The Asians are the same. But the Asians are blessed with motherfucking genetics. Have you seen the size of us Polynesian bitches? Like the size of our calves alone are like a tree trunk. I'm dead serious. Like we're just, we're on the bigger side of genetics and not fat. We were never traditionally fat. We were just very muscular and toned. We're not smaller framed like Asians. So food is the center of my family's fucking universe. Both sides. My dad and my mum's side. So when you couple that, we're starting to get a little bit bigger as a child. My parents would be like watching me like a hawk with anything I ate and then would feed me, oh, you haven't finished your plate. I'd scrape this shit on my plate. All that kind of shit. So the only theory that I have is that all of that put together, probably with, I wasn't blessed with my mom's metabolism or whatever. I just got fat and then I used to sneak food. I used to hide food so my parents wouldn't guess that I had eaten on the way home after school I'd eat again to cover my ass when I got home and so like yeah all those tiny little shit together and then bang I go to boarding school when I'm 15 because my dad moved to the WAPS that's like Kiwi slang for like the boondocks in the middle of motherfucking nowhere and well to me back then that was the middle of nowhere it really wasn't like Thames is it's on the map Thames New Zealand is on the map And I did not want to go, so I went to a boarding house and bam, I'm 15 going on 16. I put on 40 kilos in one year. And from then, it kind of just spiraled. You know, you get fatter, then you become more insecure, so you eat more. I'm also at that age where you're super insecure about everything. And that's how it kind of all went down. So... Yeah, nothing really bad happened. I wasn't abused. I wasn't molested. Nothing traumatic happened. It was just a culmination of bad habits. And yeah, I just grew to this huge balloon. I was always sporty when I was younger. But yeah, anyways, let's keep let's keep it moving. So by the time I'm 19, let's fast forward to the time I'm 19. Bear in mind, still hadn't had a kiss. Still hadn't fucked a guy. Still hadn't done anything I hadn't even had my first kiss yet right because I'm 200 kilos by this time when I'm 19 and by now I have a full-blown binge eating habit I'm not a binge eater anymore I thank god that I don't have that anymore but good god if you're an actual binge eater you have no fucking clue how hard it is because think about if you're an alcoholic it's a lot easier to avoid alcohol If you're a drug addict, it's a lot easier to avoid drugs. You just don't hang around druggies. Motherfucker, you can't escape food. If you're addicted to food, you can't run, you can't hide, you can't do shit. You can't escape your fucking addiction because it's everywhere. You drive down the motherfucking street. It's on TV. So I'm 19, still insecure as fuck because I'm basically still a kid. I'm a teenager. I'm 200 kilos. I go back to live with my parents in um, Thames and I'm fucking hating it and I remember just thinking to myself I like I don't want to live like it wasn't suicidal I wouldn't say it was suicidal but I remember thinking to myself for sure if I don't wake up tomorrow I'll be okay with that and I do remember this one time I was 
driving to McDonald's and I'm going to get to this a little bit later because there's shit that you were going to be like, oh shit, that makes so much sense now. But you don't really realize, it's like, you don't see motherfucking fat people out on the street. But I'm going to get to that later. So anyways, back to my drive. I'm going and it's, I remember it was constantly an internal battle in my head. Like I knew there'd be a McDonald's or a fast food or a bakery or some kind of fucking shop where I could stop and get food. I knew it'd be coming up and it was like a mental fight in my head. Like stop. They would be like stop and get it. Don't worry about it. Start tomorrow. And they'd be like no don't stop. And they'd be like stop and get it. And then but it wouldn't just be like a cheeseburger. I'll remember Going through this drive-thru, it was like 8.30 p.m. at night. My parents were up in Auckland. And I remember ordering like a Big Mac, a McChicken, 12 Nuggets, a Sunday, a Thick Shake. Like I remember ordering like that much food. And I drove around somewhere really dark where you wouldn't be seen. Because that's another little trick that us SS BBWs have up our sleeves. You don't see us. You don't see us because we get out lurking in the motherfucking dark. I keep jumping ahead. So I remember I go I go find this dark place in this alleyway where there's no street lights so then no one can see me and I'm shoveling this food and it's like uncontrollable. I'm shoveling this food down my gut and then all I remember is just tears start streaming down my face because I'm so disgusted with myself but I can't stop and I feel like shit and I'm like 19 I'm like how the fuck did I get here so I remember that probably being my lowest point but even shit that you wouldn't even think about like I used to have really dark circles under my eyes and I used to have because thinking about it you're 200 kilos you can't fucking sleep because you I, you're gonna choke your fucking self to death and that's not even a fucking joke that's real shit you gotta fucking choke yourself to death because I remember like I had sleep apnea. So I'd be sleeping like 10 to 12 hours a day. And my, if you know my dad, like my dad's like a fucking drill sergeant. Like if your ass isn't out of bed at 7am, like you're lazy, you're being unproductive. Get up, get out there, go to work. My dad's like that old school type of man. And so when I'm sleeping 10 to 12 hours, oh hell no, is that gonna fly in my dad's house? Get the fuck up. Get up, Woody. You're lazy. Get up. But I was so tired all the time because I never got, I never slept. Even though it looked like I was sleeping for 10 hours because I was fucking choking. I couldn't, I never had a decent quality sleep. So I'd constantly have these dark circles around my eyes. Really, really bad snorer. And I just remember like every time I'd have a shower and I'd get out, my legs would be throbbing. They would be throbbing like the, you know, your lower leg from your knee down, it, my legs would be throbbing because even if it was like a five, 10 minute shower, it was so much pressure on my body to hold up that weight in the shower that by the time I got out, my legs were so sore. It would just be like agony. And so even when like my mum would try and give me massages and stuff, it would hurt, just her touching my lower leg I was in a lot of pain like it was just it was a fucking nightmare like now I mean I don't know how I'd be now I mean even though I'm much older being at that state where you're not you're you can't be invisible at 200 kilos you know so I had to really mentally fucking prepare myself every time I walked out the door because I knew that I wasn't just fat I was super super fat I was like super morbidly obese so 
I knew guaranteed that 99.9% of people when I walked out of that fucking house were going to stare. Some kids would cry, some kids would stare and point, like people's mouths would just drop. So I had to mentally prepare myself for that every time I was to go out. These are some fucking tricks. Not tricks, but things that you probably wouldn't notice. If you're really, really fat, think about it. When's the last time you saw someone that was super fucking morbidly obese out on the street? Really. If you really stop to think about it. And you know what? That you probably struggle or you think, shit, I actually don't see them that often. Oh, don't worry. They out there. Because you know why? We out here, we're like vampires. When you're that fat, you change your your world completely changes the way you live what time you go out how you go out let me let me break it down for you I'll give you some examples when you're so fat that your fucking legs ache when you get out of the shower this is how this is how you do shit on a daily basis when you need to go out you're like fuck you like gotta amp yourself up before you go outside I'm like right don't worry don't fucking look at anyone I'm not gonna fucking look at anyone's eyes because if I look at their eyes I'm gonna see that they're staring at me right say for instance I mustered up the carriage I'm in the car I'm driving say I want to go I don't know pay my fucking insurance down at the shops I will I would keep circling outside the shop until I could get a park as close to the shop that I needed to go as possible and I'm not talking like around the corner on the street. Like I would not stop until it was literally like right outside. And if you've ever seen that, you probably think, oh, these fucking lazy fat fuck, whatever. No, 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 no. Let me tell you the reason why we do that. Because when you're that fucking fat and you know that you got, you have a 99.9% probability of every single motherfucker on that street staring at you, you want the least amount of distance between you and your destination because that gives you that gives you the least possible chance to be exposed to the fucking public so I literally remember driving around sometimes for half an hour waiting for a park to come up outside you know whatever shop let me tell you another reason why you don't see us fat motherfuckers out on the street during the day because Guess where we are? We're shopping at them 24-7 supermarkets. I remember, and it all comes back to reducing the amount of time you're exposed in public. And that's obviously clearly meaning daytime. So you really reduce, if there's anything that can be done after hours, after the sun goes down, late at night, you know, we, lo- we love them 24-hour Kmarts and we love them 24-hour fucking supermarkets because we can rock up at 1am, do our shit and leave and there's the least amount of people around as possible. I remember I used to drive all the way to Linfield for those that are from Auckland And I would go do my shopping at that supermarket, even though I lived in Mount Albert at the time, because it was 24 hours and it was the most peace I was going to get during my grocery shopping. Even little things like things you wouldn't think of. I remember my dad like screaming at me one day because actually eventually when I was 20, I ended up, as you'll know, I got bariatric surgery, which was a lap band at the time. This is, wow, 13 years ago. So uh, this is a long time ago. I got bariatric surgery, but leading up to that, I lived with my parents for, how long did I live with him? 
after I finished high school. I think it was almost a year and I lived with them because I was too ashamed to go to university even though I had got the marks to get in. I was too ashamed to get a job so what I did was I moved back with my parents and I went on um social uh went on like wins which is like um I don't know what you call it overseas like here you'd call it Centrelink in Australia it's like benefit like you know government benefit like sickness benefit kind of thing because you know back then morbidly I could get well, my doctor signed off as morbidly obese being a fucking disease so I did that and my in- my intention was to like go to my parents lose weight because my dad's like a super like drill sergeant and then I would go back to university and live my life this is the level of detail that people wouldn't think that being that size affects you my dad was like why are you looking for a fucking job he just came in he's and he went crazy at me like I had been kind of been like oh I'm looking dad for a job because it's obviously as part of getting the benefit you have to prove that you're actively looking for jobs right and I had never had any full-time work experience up until that time I had been a nanny oh no sorry this is before I even went to uni sorry no scrap that my dad and then one day my dad fucking had it with me he came bursting into my bedroom and he was like get the fuck up Whitney and I was like oh my god what's happening and he was just like you why are you looking for a job you're just being so fucking lazy you gotta work you know I didn't bring you up to be like this with such little work ethic and I had never really told my dad because the thought of going for a job interview at that size and getting and the scrutiny and the judgment and the criticism especially at 19 when you're so you so care what fucking other people think of you you're so influenced by how people think of you I finally just screamed at him and I said to him dad I don't want to fucking go for a job because I'm too scared to I'm too scared and nervous to go for a job interview because of how fat I am and the look on my dad's face I could just feel his heart drop and he was just so devastated like just little things like that like you you just wouldn't think of and I'm just like you see if you're a dentist out there you probably noticed that fat people don't come to the fucking dentist let me tell you why because the thought that goes through your fucking head when you're supersized fucking bbw is oh shit what if the dentist has those chairs with arms and I can't fit in it so I remember when I was 19 I needed my wisdom tooth out so bad like it was I was like on really fucking strong I could get I was on the strongest shit I could get over the counter I was getting my friends to get me give me all their painkillers and I couldn't avoid it anymore my mum was like I'm bloody booking your appointment for the dentist and I remember being crippled by insecurity and fear so I had to get my mum and my mum my mum was so good by and I also probably by then all this bullshit was normal to her all these little extra things that you have to think about when you're so fucking fat like that and I remember she rang and she had to ask the dentist does your dental chair have arms and then he said no and then I was the fucking relief seriously but when you think about it like that it's it's really easy to like judge like people that are really that fat because they think oh they're fucking lazy you know they don't do shit but it's fucking crippling the mental toll it takes on you is worse 
than the physical because of how much shit you have to think about that normal people wouldn't and you know I had my dream all since all since I had been like 12 years I was like I want a job that lets me travel the fucking world and I get paid to do it that was always been my dream I never set foot on a damn plane because I was so insecure about getting on a plane and having the scrutiny of passengers best believe that even still happens because I'm not skinny I'm still a big girl now but I'm not like I'm not 200 kilos that's for sure so you know I'm walking down the island shit and like I know I know you skinny bitches are like oh bitch please don't be sat next to me please don't I know I get that little side eye when I'm walking down the aisle (laughs) and they're like and I can just see the look on their face please please don't have your seat next to me I'm like bitch guess what as much as you don't want to fucking sit next to me I don't want to sit next to your fucking ass either so trust me the feelings motherfucking mutual okay and I know this sounds all doom and gloom 200 kilos but let me tell you something when you're 200 kilos or you've, you've ever been that big in your life you are fucking you get some of the biggest tools that you will ever have in your life like I truly believe I know I'm funny and I've always been funny but I am so fucking funny and a lot of the reason why I think is because I used to be that big so being funny is one of the quickest ways for me to get people to look past my size and see me as a person especially when I was a teenager and I was and I was big during my teenage years you know when all my friends were getting boyfriends and hooking up and shit and I was so nervous around boys but I would completely mask it because I would be that fat funny chick that they were like oh yeah I'm one of the boys so the quickest way anytime we'll go to a party we'll go you know to a social or whatever the fuck you do when you're at high school the first thing I'd be doing is cracking jokes I really developed that I honed my I honed that skill from being fat because as I said before it is the being funny or being an asshole is generally the quickest way for people to see past your physical appearance and see an actual person so for me I wasn't an asshole I used I used humor and I, st- I, I still, I'm st- like, I'm fucking funny. Like, I know I'm funny. I mean, funny to this day. And now a lot of that stems from that. And another thing. I'm tell- I've got to run through a fucking list of things that you wouldn't even fucking think of. But that someone that's fucking fat has to think of. Number one. Do you know how fucking hard it is to wipe your fucking ass when you're really fat? I'm telling you, like, it, it's like a fucking workout. Just to be able to reach inside your ass crack and clean that shit. It's like, <laughs> I remember one time trying to wipe my fucking ass. I had had coffee and with me, like, as soon as I drink coffee, like, it's coming straight out. Like, within an hour. So, I remember I had a coffee. I really needed to go to the toilet. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, <sighs> I'm like panting. Trying to fucking wipe this fucking ass of mine. And I was like, and I'm like trying to like reach behind. And then the fucking toilet seat comes off the hinge. And I like fall to my knees. My ass hasn't been wiped. It was a fucking shit show. I couldn't get up out of a cubicle. It was a tiny cubicle. It was just fucked. 
So I'm telling you, that's one thing that you motherfuckers don't know, that you know what, you need to appreciate the fact that you can just, oh, ever so simply, just like turn around and wipe your ass so freely. Like, we can't do that shit when you're fat. You can't fucking wipe your ass like that. Next thing, bending over to pick up shit. When you're like me and, you know, everyone carries their weight differently, right? But for me, most of my weight, like, I carry my weight in my midsection, like my stomach. If you drop something in the car, fuck off. Do you know how fucking hard that shit is to pick up? When you have, like, a tube. When you have, like, a tire in front of you that's, like, stopping you from bending down. When was this? Like, a year ago? Or just under a year ago? My, one of my best friends, she was, like, heavily pregnant, right? I was driving and she was in the passenger seat. She was, like, about to pop. Like, fully nine months, full term. And she has always been really skinny and <laughs> I look over to her and she's dropped something in the passenger side and she's going and all I can hear is her going <laughs> and she's like trying so hard to bend over and pick this shit up and I'm just looking at her and I'm like and she's looking at me she's like oh it's so hard and I'm like welcome to my motherfucking life bitch welcome to my motherfucking life and I just gave her that look like mm-hmm and then she knew exactly what I meant. And she was like, oh, shit. I'm like, yeah, welcome to my motherfucking life. So I'm even telling you, wiping your ass, picking something up off the fucking floor of the car. You motherfuckers take that shit for granted. Because when you're fat as fuck, you can't do that shit. It ain't easy. It's really not fucking easy to do basic shit like that. Buying clothes. Like, that's another big one. It's like, you know, some of my friends are like, oh, I really love this label, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, bitch, I don't know shit but fucking city chic. That's all I fucking know. So don't be talking to me about your fucking brands and shit. I'm like, you have no motherfucking idea what it's like when the only shit that you can fit when you go to the store is the motherfucking accessory section. I'm on autopilot now. Like as soon as like someone's like, let's go shopping. Oh my God, I want to go look at this dress. And I'm like, oh my God, I really give a fuck. And I'm following them, being the good friend, being the good girlfriend, whatever. I like, it's like I'm on autopilot now. I walk into that fucking shop and I beeline for the motherfucking accessories or the handbags. And I'm just like looking around like, don't worry. And I'm like looking at the sales assistant going, don't worry, bitch. I'm going to save us both the embarrassment. You don't have to come and tell me. I'm sorry, we don't stuck your sides. And I'm just going to not look in you and we're going to pretend that this motherfucking encounter didn't happen. And I'm just going to look at these cheap ass bangles that I'm never going to fucking buy. So yeah, that's so frustrating, especially when you're fat and young. Because when you're fat and young, like, you still want to look, you still want to look the shit. You still want your titties out. You still want to, like, look bomb. But, you know, all you got is house of motherfucking city chic. And that shit looks like some trailer trash shit sometimes. Like, that looks like some bogan-ass, ratchet, spandex, my cellulite's out, my fucking rolls are out. Like, sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I don't need to be on the fucking corner or 60 years old. I'm fat, but I ain't frumpy, bitch. I'm not in a fucking pensioner housing yet. So, get that shit straight. That's another thing. So, that's another thing you guys take for granted. 
fat people, mate, we got like three shops. And we all, that's why when we, we know we, like, we know exactly where we each other bought our shit. Because we all shopping at the same motherfucking three stores. Tag, Tajay, as we call it down here in Australia. House of Tajay, House of motherfucking City Chic. And sometimes if you're really broke, you can get away with wearing size 18 undies at Kmart. But they're really tight and they don't grow your fucking stomach. And lastly, if you're really into like bigger girls or bigger guys and you're trying to take us out on a date, let me tell you where not to take her. Don't take us to no motherfucking amusement park. Fuck what Tess Holiday said and that she loves Disneyland. She's going to Disneyland to eat. She even says it on her fucking Instagram. The last place we want to fucking be on a date is in a fucking amusement park where we where we scared that the bar's going to fucking flip out because it can't go past our motherfucking stomach. Or, you know, that the roller coaster thing can't go over. The last place you're ever going to see a really fat person is at the fucking Disneyland or any amusement park. You trying to kill us or something if you take us to places like that? You fucking serious? No, you one place you will never find fat people in shopping malls, like in the clothing stores, be, unless we want a new wallet. You're never going to find us in amusement parks. You're never going to find us at those little dinky, fancy restaurants where the seats are like made of twigs and shit because we can't fucking, we feel like we're going to snap that shit. And you're always going to see us out lurking in the dark. Even when we're trying to lose weight and we're trying to go for a walk, we're going to wait till it's like 8.30, 9pm. It's pitch black and no one can see us. The best thing you can do for us, any fat person, we want to be invisible. So don't fucking look at us. Don't fucking give us that, oh, that smile like, oh, you know, I'm not judging you, I'm not judging you, I'm not judging you. For that smile, just look away. Just look away. This is the one time where it's good to treat people like they don't exist. Because that's exactly what we want. We don't want to be seen. We just want to get our shit and go home and then fucking live our life. So the best thing you can fucking do is if you see a really, really fat person like Moby Dick size shit, like the shit I used to be, don't fucking look at them. That's all you got to do. Don't fucking look at them. Don't make eye contact. Pretend like you didn't see them and that makes us feel better because the next hundred people that we're going to walk past after you are going to fucking stare and we're going to have to act hard and shit and act like that shit didn't affect us and that we go home and that shit fucks us up. So the best thing you can do as fucked as up as it sounds, is not see us. And on that note, the next episode I'm going to get into is dating as a fat person. Dating as a big bitch, coming up next with me, your girl, Wit. And this is today's episode of What the Fuck. Peace out, homies.